Welcome to the Uncensored Self Podcast, a safe space for all to learn to love themselves, shed their light onto others, and create a life full of never-ending joy. I'm your host, Emily, certified professional life coach, and I first want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Just a reminder that hence the name, the words of this podcast are not edited or cut. We are made to celebrate our divine individuality 100% of the time, and this podcast is no exception. This is your life, and I'm so excited that you are here with me right now, taking the time to pursue and accelerate your personal self-love journey. Let's get to work. Hi, everybody, and happy Tuesday. We have a delayed episode this week um, because technically it was a three-day weekend. (laughs) I'm not working or in school, but technically it was. So if you were able to have a day off to yourself this weekend, I hope it was enjoyable. And if it is a start of your work week's busyness, fullness, whatever you want to call it, today on Tuesday, then I hope you are starting this week, this shortened week from a place of peace. And if you didn't have off, but you haven't stopped grinding, um, I encourage you to still join us today from a place of peace because peace is always something that we can welcome into our lives at any point in time, not just on a calendar day that indicates a fresh start, not on a time when everything feels perfect, but it can be initiated and welcomed at any point in time. And we have the power to remove the things that do not offer us peace. Um, For me right now, a big one is social media and my cell phone. So yeah, we could just, we have that power within us and we have the ability to focus on what is in front of us right in this very moment and take hold of that. Um, So yeah, anyways, I'm really excited for this episode because I think I will be able to speak to a lot of us in a multitude of ways, no matter where you're at in life or what activities you like to take part in. And I also think that the ways in which I'm going to experience how this worked with me specifically will be relatable because I'm going to give an update on my journey with drinking, party scene, alcohol, etc. And I know I'm not alone in where I stand with it. So I think there's kind of two opportunities for you to relate here and see yourself in this episode, but yet the overarching lesson will still be there even if you don't relate to what I'm going to say about like the drinking portion. Um, And you'll kind of see what I mean as I start talking. Um, But yeah, first though, before we jump in, I want to say that I took my NCLEX this weekend, my nursing licensure exam, and I passed. I was so excited and relieved. And I know that I have been keeping you guys in the loop on a bit of my personal life regarding nursing school and my career. So it only felt right to share the news here as well. Just want to say thank you guys all so much for all of you who have been cheering me on and praying for me. And I really just wish and pray for continued success and all that you guys do as well. Um, Although sometimes we don't speak like physically, you know, like, I mean, I'm speaking into a microphone, but you guys aren't. Um, Just know that I'm on your team because we are all one big team. So a win for one is a win for all. So yeah. Um, But I just wanted to update you with you guys and let you guys know. That also means lucky news for this. Um, I'm really excited because I was like, all right, well, once I pass my NCLEX, I have a little bit of time um, on my hands now because, I mean, I'm going to start working, but I'm not going to have like homework to do or even just like the thought of like studying and passing an exam consuming me at all points in time. So that means that I can pour more of my time into this little creative outlet over here. So I'm really excited for this corner of the internet that we have created together and I'm excited to see what it develops. All right, so let's jump into the episode. So it was about a year and a half ago that I kind of took a hard look at my social outings and started to feel like they were draining me more than filling me up because I think that's what community is truly meant for and it's meant to lift us up when we're feeling empty to support us 
all as individuals, but as a community, um, and genuinely feel like it's refreshing us, renewing us, and like we mean something in this world after we get in said community. Um, not that it's meant to complete us or do work for us, but it's supposed to supplement the individual accountability um, and life that we pour over ourselves. And if it doesn't, if our social outings on the weekends leave you feeling depleted or like you don't enjoy how you feel, look, behave, treat yourself, all those things. Basically, if you feel like you're not taking care of yourself by doing certain things anymore or even seeing certain people or being around certain environments, then it's important that you reevaluate that and change up what kind of things you do for fun because the attitude that you have on the weekends or during the week if you do like if you don't like your weekday fun um it will carry out into all of your days so if you don't like what you're doing on the weekends and you don't like the attitude that you have on the weekends it's going to carry it into the week and you want this statement to work to your advantage not to your disadvantage because what we focus on grows or multiplies you don't want to ruin your monday and tuesday because of the way you feel friday to sunday so like you know if it like trickles into the first few days of the week even if in the moment it feels like maybe you're having fun but then you only have like two days, you only have a Wednesday and a Thursday before then, you know, you only have those two days to like feel good about yourself and your choices and your feelings because then Friday's going to start all over again. You know what I'm saying? And we don't live for two days out of the week. We live for all seven days, 24 hours a day because life is precious and we deserve to enjoy as much of it as humanly possible. We don't need to play a part in our own suffering. You know what I'm saying? We can take control of the, of the internal because even though we can't control the external, we can control our own choices. So if you are feeling this way, depleted, run down, like your fun is doing more harm than good in your life, um, I encourage you to make a change, even though it may seem intimidating or even impossible given your living situation, friend group, college, age, et cetera, finances, all the things. Um, because I once too felt that I was like really alone in certain things, but I found a lot of growth and peace and honesty with both myself and the relationships around me after making a change that supported the way I wanted my life to live. And that's what I'm just here to talk about because even though you may feel like the odd man out, like you're really not alone and there's like so much like growth and goodness out of you. Um, but basically I really felt that way, how I described my second half of my senior year of college. And it certainly wasn't the people making me feel this way. Like I was really blessed with a great group of friends. I'm still friends with them. But I kind of just had a big change of heart regarding my personal self engaging in the party scene and drinking. And it was a struggle for me socially. And I had to learn to make decisions for myself and not for anyone else. Um, so before I get into how I did that and things I wish I did slash changed and give tips for you guys. I want to recap my journey specifically with alcohol because I think if you're struggling with this, this particular thing, I hope it will make you feel more seen. Um, but if not, like I said, this type of mindset can be applied to any activity that you want to depart from or change your attitude about. Um, so this is just going to be a quick little recap on my journey with alcohol. First, I want to say I am not condemning alcohol as a whole. I'm just sharing my experience because I think it's relatable or more relatable than society likes to let on. Um, so I just want to speak to maybe the college girl that's struggling to feel like she's finding her place um, in this scene. Um, and yeah, because, yeah, I just think it it's it's nice to have a voice on something that a lot of I don't think is talked about a lot. So starting with my college journey, um, 
Freshman year, I wasn't a huge like goer outer, you could call it. Sophomore year, a lot of that changed, but that I was, you know, I was really down bad that year. I was in a really bad relationship. Um, I lacked a lot of self-worth. All the things that I've grown to know myself in now, I really lacked. So I was going out doing all these things for the wrong reasons. Junior year, it was COVID and we were kind of on lockdown. And I honestly was just, that was how I knew how to have fun. Um, did I think that certain behaviors were more normalized than I do now? Yes. I do not think that any binge drinking on any college campus should be normalized. It is normalized, but it doesn't mean that it's normal. Um, and I was never like super uncomfortable with things that I did or how I acted. Would I, you know, like I, I don't have like huge regrets. I never got in a lot of trouble, thank God. Um, but I just, senior year then, I had like a fun summer. All my friends turned 21. Senior year, like the start of it, I was kind of doing the same thing. And then I had a really big change of heart. Um, I really got into a lot of personal, spiritual, emotional growth. And by the time that the spring semester of my senior year rolled around, I was like, I'm growing out of this. And it's scary because I don't think a lot of my surrounding people are. But for me, it didn't feel right anymore. So that's kind of what started happening. And the more that I started realizing it, I was like trying to force myself to fit in basically. Um, not fit in. I was still just, I was still just, because that was really what, that was, that's what everyone did. Everyone went out. Um, so I was, I kept trying to be like, no, like it's fine. It's fine. Pushing it down inside of me. But my body literally started rejecting the alcohol, no matter how much I drank, even if it was just like two seltzers, which for me at the time was very little. I would get physically sick and it would ruin me for like at least a full 24 hours. And that was like, I was like, this is not normal. I can't do this anymore. Um, so that's it. There's a lot more to it. And I, I have opinions on kind of how to proceed whatever in a different episode specifically about the college scene. I'm not going to talk about that today because today's about something else, but I just want to rehash this just to give everyone a little snippet insight. Um, if you didn't know that episode, if your mind hasn't heard it or if your mind's forgotten it, even you did listen. Um, but yeah, so then basically nursing school started and I was just, you know, minding my own business. Everyone was studying. It was a aggressive program, whatever. But then at the start of this year, at the start of 2023, and this is the part that I haven't talked about on the podcast before, but I have, I believe, talked about it on my Instagram very briefly at the beginning of the year, January 2023. Um, I listened to the Huberman, Huberman Lab, the, oh my gosh, words, the Andrew Huberman podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast about what physically happens in your body when you consume alcohol. If you are someone who enjoys alcohol or if you are someone who has a very um, rigid or warped view on any type of consumption of food or, or drink in general, I don't think you should listen to it because it, it will, <laughs> it will kind of be like, wow, that is, that is a little harsh, but I'm a science girl and it's backed by science and I believe science. Um, so I genuinely enjoyed what, listening to that episode. Um, but basically it kind of sparked this interest in me among other reasons, which I'm not going to disclose on here. Um, I wanted to say, okay, 2023 is going to be the year of no alcohol. I'm going to do a sober year. And in the beginning, it was really easy for me because I was in nursing school. 
I was busy. I wasn't going out. No one was going out. My friends weren't going out. And if we were going out to dinner, like I didn't need to drink. Like I was at a place where I was content with my little mocktails. And my friends, like they understood. They're like, if we, they would even be like, oh, like they, this place has mocktails on the menu. Like Emily, like look out for that. And it made me feel really seen. And I'm very grateful that I had a lot of really good friends who did that for me. Um, and it just made me feel really loved. So I never felt the need to like give into that pressure that I put on myself because I really wasn't putting the pressure on myself anymore. So then that leads me to my next question that I want to address is, did I ever miss it? Because if you're, th if you're someone that's kind of contemplating this right now, being like, oh, like you did that. Like, I'm kind of thinking that myself too, but I don't know, is it going to be hard? It will get hard for me. It got hard around like July. I was really feeling like, okay, nursing school is coming to a close. I feel like I don't really know. Like, uh, like my, um, it's a different stage of life now. Like I feel like now I'm finally post-grad. Like I was just having a lot of big feelings about life and growing up in general that I was like, oh my gosh, like what did I do to my social life? But then I moved back home all as well. And I never went out to a bar. I never started like binge drinking to say like that again. Um, and I was like, you know what? I really don't need to even experiment with that because like, I know how I feel about it. However, I did break my sober year. Um, the very last week of August, like so around Labor Day, my family went on a little vacation. And when we were out to dinner, I said, you know what? I want to order a cocktail. And I did. And it really wasn't a big deal because honestly, the only promise I was holding accountable to for not drinking this entire year was to myself. And no one was going to like punish me for having that cocktail. You know what I'm saying? So I'm honestly happy that I had it there because I was in an environment with my family where I knew it wasn't going to get carried away. I knew it wasn't going to be egged on. Um, and I had one and it was totally fine. The next night I ordered a Frosé and I didn't like it. It took like four sips and I didn't even have it. The night after that, I ordered this like coconutty rum drink. Um, also, I will say <laughs> I am 23 years old. Just I know you guys know that, but I'm just saying. Um, and I drank that very quickly. And I think the liquor was a little bit cheap because it I was feeling something even after one drink. Mind you, I have not drank in like literally at that point almost nine months besides the two nights prior. And it just made me realize like, you know what? No, I really don't miss this because I don't like how it's making me feel. And it's not, it, to me, it wasn't silly. It wasn't cute. Like I was trying to eat like this mac and cheese appetizers that I was sharing with my sister and I hardly even had anything. So like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I was like shoveling the mac and cheese in my mouth. I dropped my fork. I just, I was like, even the very minor things, I forget how grateful I am to be in control over those things when I'm not drinking alcohol. Um, so I not, and this is not me saying that I'm never going to drink again, because I'm sure I will. But it just, I, it gave me a lot of clarity as to how I want to do things. And I've clung to this mantra kind of, of doing everything in gladness. And I'm going to explain that later. Um, a couple different times going to come up, but that's really just the lesson that it taught me. So honestly, I'm glad that I broke the little sober year before 2023, because then I had social obligations coming up that I committed to because I wanted to go to where I knew that drinking was going to be in the question. And one example was this past weekend, I had a birthday dinner for one of my girlfriends. Um, 
And I was like, oh, should I drink? Everyone's going to be drinking. Everyone's talking about drinking. And when it came time for the cheers, I held up my glass of water. And at the end of the night, when the birthday cake was being passed around, like I had an empty wine glass and I shoved it in the cake. So like, and guess what? Literally no one cares. Absolutely no one is looking at you if you're not drinking. No one is saying anything to you. No one is questioning it. Questioning it. Like, and just as much as like, you're not going to question someone for drinking because that's judgmental and wrong. They're not going to question you for not drinking because that's judgmental and wrong. I know that it may seem that people are doing that if you're in the college setting, but I'm telling you on the grand scheme of things in the real world, no one cares what you have in your glass. Um, also moving forward, I'm going to a winery soon for one of my friend's birthdays. And obviously a winery is full of wine. I can make a decision for myself now of how I want to conduct myself in this situation because I have knowledge of how and clarity onto how these things make me feel. You know what I'm saying? So do I, like, I just, I'm so grateful for this time away. And I think this is where it can be applied to everything because it really has given me clarity on how to conduct myself going forward in situations where this is going to be a topic of discussion or a, something that I think of in my mind. Um, so just to like, I feel like this is going to be a question maybe you have on your mind, so I want to answer it. If it's not, I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, it's something that I would ask someone going through this if I was on the other side is, do I see myself going to bars again, going out, going to the drinking scene, et cetera? Yes and no. Me personally, I will avoid crowds on hollow ho holidays. Examples are Halloween, New Year's Eve, Thanksgiving Eve, those big things. But if a friend invites me somewhere for a birthday or be like, oh my gosh, I just got this huge promotion. And like, you know what I'm saying? Celebrations. I will go and celebrate my friends in gladness because that is what I want to do as a friend. And it doesn't mean that if I go, I have to partake in certain things. Rather, I am just going as a person to show an act of love and recognition towards them. And I think that's totally fair because guess what? No one cares what you do if you're not hurting anybody. So whether your thing be alcohol, drinking, partying, et cetera, or something entirely different, here are some questions to ask yourself when evaluating those activities and hobbies in your life um, to kind of see where you stand and if you want to make some changes or if you're really just good and maybe you're feeling this way for some other reason. Um, I'm going to ask you these questions now, so feel free to think in your head out loud or write responses down, but you can also replace where I say you with I and ask them to yourself in like a guided journal entry at a later date. Um, and I, these are questions that I ask myself, like, I don't know, as little check-ins, like every now and again, when I start to feel a little like lost or discontent with my social obligations, whatever. Okay. Question number one, how do you feel after engaging in your social activities? How do you feel after engaging in your social activities? Question number two, do the people you spend time with make you feel uplifted, motivated, and loved, or do they pull you down, make you feel unworthy, or strip you of your energy? Do the people that you spend time with make you feel uplifted, motivated, and loved, or do they pull you down, make you feel unworthy, and strip your energy? Question number three, do my social settings support the type of lifestyle I am trying to lead? Do my social settings support the type of lifestyle I am trying to lead? 
All right. So if your answers to those questions were yeses, you're good, girl. Stay doing your thing. But if you had some no's or questionables, then maybe it's time to make more room for joy in your social outings. And this doesn't mean that you're problematic. This doesn't mean that you don't fit in if you no longer feel comfortable following the crowd. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you and you don't have to entirely cut things out either. It just indicates that there's more opportunity for balance and you get to create a more positive experience for yourself. And when you do that, the relationship you have with yourself and everyone around you will gain benefits. So how exciting for everyone involved, right? Um, so what we're not going to do is dump all of our feelings and then not do anything about them. So if you're left feeling a little bothered, upset, lonely after that last question exercise, here's what you can do about it. So these are three things that have really helped me switch my mindset about what fun means for me and cultivated a more fulfilling social life for myself over the past year and a half. Like I said, since this kind of whole, oh my gosh, I don't really know if I like what I'm doing kind of started. So now I pose to you a three-step guide on altering the narrative in your life by starting new types of fun. Yay. <laughs> okay. Number one is tell your friends how you feel. I honestly regret not doing this. But I also regret feeling like I need to overexplain. Um, and let me just explain this because so let me just okay, backtrack. Even if your friends don't care what you do and say, like, oh my gosh, you don't need to, to you don't need to explain yourself, like we love you, whatever, do your thing. I have always felt better when I have shared my heart versus when I didn't. And I remember like feeling like I couldn't express this in college for like my own reasons, whatever that was. And I regret not doing it because I I don't know if it contributed to like hurt on the other side of things, but sometimes I felt like maybe I was hurting people if I didn't explain. Um, that was never communicated to me that I did, so I guess I didn't, but it just, you know what I'm saying? To me personally, I've always felt better when I've shared my heart versus when I didn't. Um, and also if you're on the receiving end of this, I wanna say that you don't have to tell your friends like, oh, like, you don't have to explain yourself. Like sometimes people just want to be heard. And I think that there's space to share. Um, so yeah, so number one is to tell your friends how you feel because when you're upfront and honest, it always just feels like it creates this barrier of guys, like guys, it's not you, it's me. And this is just how I feel. And this is what I need to do for my peace. And your true friends are going to respect that. They're going to understand you. They're going to want you to have healthy boundaries for your social settings. And they're genuinely just going to be like, yeah, like I see you, I hear you, I understand you. Like I'm not going to force you to do anything that you're not comfortable with. And you're going to be like, thank you. So number one is tell your friends how you feel. Number two is to be a plan initiator and also stick to your commitments. So if you want to do certain things that are fun in your eyes and other people aren't initiating those types of plans, don't sit around waiting for those people and those friends to make those types of plans. Instead, you be the one that finds a cute place, that reaches out, that gives a date and a time, that says who's available and will you want to do this with me? And then actually follows through with it. Because I know it's one thing, especially in college culture, I feel like to say, oh my gosh, guys, we should do this. And everyone be like, yeah. But then you know how it is. You're a student yourself. The weeks catch up to you. The assignments catch up to you. Everyone gets wrapped up in everyone else's commitments. So if you want to actually do this, I know it's really hard in college, but if there's something you want to do and it doesn't necessarily fit the college mold, be the plan initiator and don't be afraid to get in there and kind of coordinate things. And also, if certain things can be done on weekdays, go ahead and do them on weekdays. You don't have to wait for the weekend. If Susie and, and, and I don't know why I said Susie, if Susie and Joanna, 
literally the most two random names. I don't know a Susie or a Joanna. Um, are planning to go out to the bars Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you know that you don't want to do that, but you know that they both don't have classes with you on a Tuesday and there's a movie you want to see, then go see the movie on a Tuesday because one, it's spontaneous for the moment and fun. Two, you're going to get to do what you want to do. And three, you're going to be able to spend time with the people that you want to spend time with. And then on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, see other people that are around. Do something by yourself. Like it doesn't always have to be a, I have to fit the mold and make the mold work for me. Like there is no molds. Like like, you know what I'm saying? And then also the second half of this is to stick to your commitments. So if someone does invite you to something and even if it's something that you are like are really excited about, you're like, yes, I want to be there for you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to spend time with you. But then like the week kind of continues and you're like getting a little anxious about how am I going to be able to conduct myself in the setting? Like, I don't really know if I want to be here. Just stick to your commitments. Don't back out of the plans and the people that you told that you are going to be there for them for. So because then you want to be able to like say, I put myself out there. I tried my best. And then if that thing comes up and you really still don't like the way it went, then the next time that someone asks you to do something, then that's where you share your heart again. That's where you hold yourself accountable to say no. And that's where you hold a tighter boundary for yourself. But if you make a plan to do something, stick to your commitments and then just go forth and connect yourself in the best manner that you know possible um, while not crossing your own boundaries. And let it be fun. It doesn't have to be so rigid. So, oh my gosh, like I shouldn't be here. Just focus on the good parts and the good parts will grow. Number three is understanding that your fun is allowed to look different than your neighbor's type of fun. Don't hold shame over it. Just implement the first two tips and carry on with joy. And that's really, there's no other explanation for tip number three. Just understand that your fun is allowed to look different than your neighbor's fun. And like, that is totally okay. And when I say neighbor, I don't mean just like your literal neighbor. I mean like even your closest friend, even someone in your family, like even your sibling, like you can have two different types of fun and they can both be valid as long as they're safe and not hurting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, bonus, if you go somewhere alone, talk to the other peers that are there, even if it's just a compliment or a greeting, because it makes you feel like more people are aligned with your type of fun as well. And it promotes that sense of community, even if it's not like, oh, you're friends with everybody. So yeah, like a workout class, church, I that church is applicable to me, but those types of things. Never be afraid to be the first one to greet someone. Because also, like I know like I went in class freshman year of college and there was a girl sitting outside the class and she just like jumped up and was like, oh, are you going to this class right now? And I was like, yeah. And we were like best friends that entire year. So it's just like, don't be afraid to be the first person to extend a hand, whatever. But you also don't have to force a connection. You know what I mean? Like strangers aren't always going to become your best friends. That's also totally fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, one second I'm going to, because this is going to kick me off. I have to start a new recording. The last thing that I'm going to leave you with is to do it in gladness, that mindset. And this has been a big positive change for me when deciding on what I want to do with drinking specifically, but it's also blood into other areas of my life, this mindset, and I want to share it with you too. Basically, if you go to the gym because, quote, I'm fat and I have to, the gym is never going to be something that is healthy for you. If you study because, quote, I'm forced to go to school because if I don't, I can't have a job that will put money on the table, it will never feel like an honor to you. If you drink alcohol just to fit the mold, it will never be something that feels good to you. Instead, Go to the gym 
because it is a privilege and a fun thing to move your body in ways that are enjoyable to you. Instead, study because you are gifted and smart and deserving of a career that you love and can work for. Instead, choose to drink alcohol because it is genuinely something you want to do in that moment. You know, like rid the stressors. You don't need to put pressure on yourself or listen to external stressors because stress breeds inflammation in the body. Inflammation harvests disease. So why do something if at its core it is stressing you out when it is supposed to be fun and supportive of your lifestyle? Lifestyle. Oh my gosh, guys. Of your lifestyle. AKA, do it because you want to, because you understand the benefits and the goodness in doing these things and because it truly fills your cup up. We don't want anything stripping us of our joy, of our progress, of our like worry-free life, like anything that is contributing to anxiety, feelings of sadness, feelings of unworthiness, feelings of doubt, feelings of like self-deprecating thought, like we do not have any room for that here at all. Like at all. Um, even if it is the narrative that people like to play. And like I said, I'm not shaming anyone's lifestyle, I'm not shaming anyone's joy, but I just want everyone to go forth and do things in gladness because you make that choice for yourself. Alrighty. <laughs> so that's it, everyone. I hope this episode served as a tool for you to be able to evaluate the ways in which you spend your precious time and truly cultivate a life of joy and richness and all things fun. And most of all, remember that your version of fun may look different from your neighbors and even your families or even your friends. And that is completely a-okay. Be sure to pass this episode or podcast along to anyone you think would benefit from hearing it. And if you'd like to take the time to rate and review this podcast, as well as follow or subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate it. Can't wait to chat with you guys next week. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO. With the biggest virtual hug in the world, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. If anything resonated with you, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with anyone else who you feel needs to hear it. You can find me on Instagram at The Uncensored Self and on TikTok at Emily Ziz for more self-love inspired content and updates about the show. I love the encouraging community we have on social media, and I especially love chatting with my listeners. So please feel welcome to contact me at any point in time. If you have questions, suggestions, testimonials you wish to share, or just want to chat, DM me or send me an email at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Human connection is one of the things I value most, so I can't wait to get to know you. I also have a text messaging service where you can sign up for weekly motivational messages free of charge. All you have to do to join is text the number 81010 with the message at TUSPOD. Your listenership means everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO, Emily. <laughs>